has a first down and a lot more. The home for props football. To the 25-20, to the 10. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. To the house, touchdown. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, a weekly look at the latest happenings in Profs football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, The Brown & Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, the Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. Now, we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey, with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi, for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Good evening from Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7. WGLS-FM. I'm Derek Jones, of course, as always, joined by the head coach of Rowan University Pros Football, Jay Accorsi. And coach, welcome. And a victorious week for the Pros. Yeah, it was. Um, the conference play, it's really difficult. People have no idea. I mean, you just look at the conference scores and games and, you know, week in and week out, you just don't know. So it was um, it was a battle. The Profs win it by the score of 14-9 to against William Patterson University. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head last week going in. You felt like it was going to be a tough game, and that's exactly what it was. It's a 7-7 all game uh, at, at halftime. And kind of what we talked about last week with it always being a challenge normally going up there to, to go against them. They play you tough, and sometimes the score doesn't always reflect that. But yet again, it's a close game, and much like the last time you were there, close game able to create some separation later yeah, on. Yeah, and you're beating a good team. They have a winning record. They're, they're mm-hmm. beating some teams in conference. So, you know, again, and it's always tough to play up there. You're up on a mountain. You have the woods behind you, which I got a funny story about the woods. <laughs> it's The wind is whipping uh, on a nice sunny day. So it's just always difficult to play up there. And um, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be one of those gritty road wins we had to get. And we did it. And, again, it wasn't pretty, but we got it done and and did what we needed to do. And, again, are always correcting and changing things and constantly in motion. But a a good win for us, a really good win. Well, one of the things that made it difficult was – your team has had a lot of success running the football, and it was a lot tougher on Saturday against the Pioneers. Yeah, you know, their outside linebacker and, and, and their front seven players are really good, and they haven't really given up a lot to a lot of teams um, through the course of the year. So we knew it was going to be difficult, but we were able to pop some runs. We were able to mix it around. We ran a lot of plays. We just, again, offensively are just at critical times hurting ourselves that we just can't um, just can't do. But... They're they're stout up front, and their 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 defense is really good. And to to that point, both teams unable to hit the 300 yard barrier for the day. The yeah. Profs at 216 yards of total offense. William Patterson with 250 yards. You get the touchdown early on from Mike Husney. Actually accounted for both touchdowns yep. on the day. And I think the one thing it seems like from the offense that that has happened more often than not this season is. You've been able to, at times, get some momentum going in, in the first half to, to kind of get them on the right track. And, again, I thought that third, the, you know, we started the half, and that score 
right at the beginning of the half, you know, to go up is important again because we haven't done that the last couple of weeks, and I thought that was really critical to do that, to start off the second half and start off really well, you know, and, th- and then defensively play really well against a dangerous offense and a really good run game. So I, I was really pleased how we were able to perform in the second half. How about defensively for the team? They they really they did face some challenges there in the second half to try to hold off William Patterson. Were able to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and again, you know, we fumbled in the in the fourth, going in for maybe a score. We push a field goal to the right for another score. <laughs> we intercept the ball on third down, yet cough it up. So we give them a first down. Like, that's just unheard of when you do those things. So, again, we had our, our, our challenges, and we had our chances, and we just didn't. But then when it came down at the end of the game, we were able to thwart them from not scoring um, and eat the clock enough and end the game, um, you know, in, in one of those weird ways. We haven't had to take a safety. I, I had to think back, and I still can't remember how long in a game like that. Um, but, you know, that's what we needed to do, and, and we did it. Yeah, the end-of-the-game mechanics can be problematic at times for teams, as we have seen so far this season. Yeah, you know, because, you know, you're weighing, you know, how many, and I always keep, you know, in my pocket, how many timeouts do they have, how many timeouts do we have, Um, and I thought we managed the game really well at the end. The joke about the the Woods is when Mike went to, you know, on the the fourth down play to take the safety, the William Patterson players didn't know what to do. So if you look at the film... They don't know whether to touch him, hit him. So, really, that one second could have ran off. But all of a sudden, the woods, you hear somebody scream, tackle him, hit him, do something. And I looked, and I'm like, where did that come from? And it was obviously one of their fans. And then you saw the two Patterson players kind of push Mike out of bounds. Otherwise, that one second would eat. He was just standing there. And it was like a frozen in time. And then this voice from the woods comes out. Obviously, one of their fans told the players what to do, but... Um, again, and, and the sequence of, you know, now we get the free kick. What do we do? Kick, you know, Danny did a great job. He had touchbacks all day, kept the ball away from their dangerous returners. We get a turnover on a punt return and get a great job for ourselves. So I thought we did a great job, special teams. You know, when you get the free kick at the end, you want to kick the ball on the ground because then they have to field it and return it and eat the clock and the game's over. Really, they should just jump on the ball, and the clock doesn't start, and then they get the one second. But, again, those are all the little things that you cover late in games to be able to win. Well, you talk about that last play and the safety. One of the things that comes up from time to time is the reason why the fan may have been saying tackle him. You, if, if somebody is running into the end zone to try to get a, you know, get a safety, you want to make sure on the other side, like, maybe you can force a fumble or something. And that's, and that's obviously what Mike is trying to protect. Yeah, against. and they didn't know what to do. So they were just standing around and had chances to grab them, pick them up, rip the ball out, whatever, and they just didn't know. So, again, you know, you have to cover all those scenarios. We do those scenarios in training camp. We do them through the course of the year. Um, kicking after a safety, you know, you have the choice to whether to punt and hold it or kick off the tee. Danny had been doing a great job all day kicking off the tee. Now you want to squib it, hoping they're going to field it try to make a return you put some some more um, dynamic players on your kickoff team which we did so again all those scenarios that help you pull out a win like that and again that's what you need to do when you take a look now at what it's like to get a a road win because that hasn't happened i believe since the springfield game that that has to feel pretty good yeah it does you know again anytime you play on the road it's tough 
there weren't a lot of fans. There weren't a lot of students. It was kind of an empty campus. Right. And our players are very fortunate and spoiled. They play in front of big crowds at home, certainly this weekend. So, again, the whole atmosphere is just different. And, again, I thought we as coaches did a great job to prepare the players for that. And I thought the players responded and were able to finish off another close game at the end how you want to do it. Yeah, offensively, what's it been like trying to keep the spirits of the guys up? Because they, they know that, you know, it, maybe it, it's going to get there at some point, but they're just in a little bit of a lull right yeah, now. Yeah, but, again, you got to give credit to the teams that you're playing. You know, Patterson doesn't give up a lot of points. They're really good defensively, um, and they did a good job against us. So, again, it's, you know, you want to give credit where credit's due, but, again, you have to understand, you know, you're missing, you know, Mike missed two or three wide-open guys. Now he's scrambling, and those are tough throws. Um, but, again, he hits one of those. Now, all of a sudden, it's another score, maybe two. Um, but, again, I, th- I thought overall we, d- we did a really good job and, and struggled sometimes at times consistently offensively. But, again, I thought the defense played great, you know, and that's what you need. And then late in the game, you know, defensively, you're able to get a stop there in a situation. You talked about that that bizarre sequence of the, the interception and the fumble, then they, then they get it back. But they're able to get to the Rowan 12-yard line, but you're able to come up with yep. a stop. Yep, and again, we hadn't done that this year. Teams had gone down there and then scored, and then we've had to scramble. So, again, you know, our defense was prepared for it. They stopped them, thwarted them. Um, again, when you stop the run down there a little bit and you force them to throw, young quarterback, young receivers, not what they want to do. Again, I think we gave up most of our yardage from rushing the football between the red zones. It matters what you do in the red zone, and, and we turned them away and forced them to have to throw the ball, which is not what they want to do. So, again, credit to our defense, defensive coaches and defensive players, and then to finish the game off offensively. It's really important to do. And Simon Condemi for William Patterson, just 7 of 13 for 71 yards and an yeah. interception. And that was a big key to kind of keep him in check. Nazir Dale was able to get over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, like 109. And I thought, you know, for the most part, you know, we didn't give up big plays. Right. For the most part. And that's what you need to do in a game like that. Um, And we got a couple of big plays on our side, and we limited a couple big plays. Again, you know, Jake kind of pushed the one into the wind to the right. Um, You know, we were really close. And, again, we just got to keep pushing and and striving for those opportunities and situations, knowing that it's going to happen. So the profs will now turn their attention after the victory on Saturday to, of course, homecoming weekend. And, Coach, before we go to break here, what does it mean for not just we know what it means for the campus, but for the Rowan football team in particular to kind of welcome back the alums as well? Yeah, it's a, it's a huge day. It's, it's probably the biggest event on campus. Close to, you know, graduation. Now we have several graduations, so it's not the big one. So it's the biggest event on campus. There's a lot of festivities. There's a lot of groups coming back. There's a lot of groups on campus doing things. You see the tents being put up now. You see all the arrangements being made. It's just a great day. And the nice part is it revolves around a football game, as I told the players. So it's a great day to shine in front of a lot of people and show what this 2022 team is all about. We've got plenty of time to talk about the Kane Cougars. We'll get into them later on. But we have some very special guests joining us as a part of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show coming up in just a few moments from Italian Affair in Glassboro. We will tell you all about it when we come back. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more from Italian Affair in Glassboro headed your way right after this. 
WGLS programming is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble, the official bookstore for Rowan University. Located at 201 Rowan Boulevard, Barnes & Noble is your number one choice for prof's gear as well as a wide assortment of gifts, accessories, and sportswear. The bookstore is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 until 6 p.m. The Starbucks Cafe opens 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. For more information, their website is rowanbookstore.bncollege.com. The Barnes & Noble Bookstore is proud to be a supporter of Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm, you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Tune in the first Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. for Career Talk here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Host Ruben Britt, Assistant Director of Rowan University's Office of Career Advancement, speaks to prospective employers and offers valuable tips for job seekers looking to compete in the job market. Make the most of your career and listen to Career Talk the first Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. exclusively on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and also online at rowanradio.com. Tune in to Rowan Radio every Saturday afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Icon Rock Show with the Icon himself, Harry D. Enjoy the very best classic and hard rock from Aerosmith to Black Sabbath to the Rolling Stones and more. Crank up the volume for the Icon Rock Show every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. This is C.J. Barron, and you're listening to Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM back here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. And we have a special treat lined up for you because we have right now three of Rowan's quarterbacks this season, Joseph Rina, Noah Brunati, and Nate Robbins. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So let's talk about the season, your thoughts so far about what's happened and kind of how things are going from your end because – this is a transition for you guys, you know, new to the program. Give me some of your thoughts on so far on how the season has turned out for you. Um, yeah, I mean, this season has uh, definitely been different for us because, you know, we're uh, not we're going from a different role of starting to, you know, kind of learning. So, But it's good to be behind guys like uh, Mike Husney and Ryan Bartz, you know, guys who have been there. So it's good to sit behind them and, you know, learn from them every day. So let's talk about Mike Husney. What have you guys learned from him so far this season? Um, just really his composure, like in the games and everything, he sits in the pocket well. Um, just everything he's doing is beneficial to us because we can just watch him and see what he's doing and what the coaches want from him is what they want from us in the future. So feel like we've been learning a lot yeah I mean it, it's different why uh, learning from him from like practice to a game in a, in a game it's more of a watching him like as being a leader and you know that's kind of what I most of us take in from him because you know he's such a good leader and you know he always takes charge of the field you know you know when he's on the field you know plays are gonna happen so it's good learning behind him Joey how about for you I mean he uh 
He's a great leader overall. I mean, you could tell the guys rally behind him 100%. They have complete trust in him. Coaches have complete trust in him. You know, it's just it's great atmosphere. You know, he brings a lot to the team, and it's really it's just a great scene to watch. So how about the relationship between the three of you? Because you're all in kind of similar situations in terms of coming into the program new. Uh, give me some of your early thoughts on what your impressions were of each other in the, the quarterback room as a whole. I feel like um, at first it was like, I don't know, competition. We didn't really know each other, so it was like a little um, fire between us. But right now I feel like we became friends and we got a lot closer at practice. We talk a lot more, and it's been fun with these two others. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, come in first, competition, you know, don't really know these guys. And then now we all hang out and do whatever. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk at first because it's a competition thing. And, um, you know, once we got comfortable with each other, we started talking a lot more. And, you know, we're become friend becoming friends now. So it's going good. So let's, let's talk about that. I want to explore that for a second because that's a unique dynamic. You know, Mike is, is the veteran guy. But, you know, at some point, Mike's, Mike's moving on. I mean, how do you how do you balance that competition to to make sure it's for the betterment of the team and not necessarily from a, a me perspective? I don't know. You kind of just look at him and see what he's doing because obviously he's doing all the right things if he's in that position. So you watch him and see what he's doing um, and then kind of carry yourself in that way because the coaches are watching him and they want that. So you got to represent him. Yeah, and it's really like he has so much experience, so like he has to be doing the right thing all the time. So that's kind of why we kind of mimic everything that he does, just because he has so much experience at, you know, high level playing football. So that's where we kind of, you know, learn from him as much. I mean, yeah, no, he's he has all that college experience and can't ask for a better leader, really. He just goes in, does what he does, and we just take notes and learn from him. So I want to talk to you guys about your high school experiences. Um, certainly, as you look at it, you all came from three different programs. But first, Noah, for you from Lacey Township, how did how did you get tied up with Rowan football? Um, I think I uh, contacted uh, Coach Lancetta um, after the season when I was looking into schools, and I saw Rowan. You know, Rowan's not that far from Lacey, and. Um, you know, it's definitely a good program. So I just wanted to come somewhere that was close, had good football. I, I've known Husney for a while now. Uh, I've been training with him for a while. So, you know, before that, I knew that I would be able to sit behind him and learn learn behind him. So I had a lot to, like, a lot of reasons that made me want to kind of go to Rowan. Nate, how about for you from Millville? Um, I contacted Lancetta as well. I was going to wait after the season to see what was happening, but nothing was coming, so I reached out, and I like it here. It's fun. Everything's good. The classes are going well. Football's well. Yeah, everything's going good. Joey, tell me about Wayne's Hills. Yeah, so uh, we, my school itself, came off of a rough, rough season, but, uh, you know, I went and I was looking to play college football to begin with, and I emailed Dawkins. He was my recruiting coordinator. And they, you know, invited me to visit, and I just love the campus, everything about it. And then now I came here, I love the dudes here, and uh, it's great, great atmosphere. So let's let's eliminate Mike Husney for a second. Is there somebody, another veteran that you've learned from a, a great deal, or somebody who's 
really influenced you so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, mine would be uh, Ryan Bartz. Uh, he's, you know, he's the other quarterback too, and um, he's just he knows he's known everything. He's smart. He's a he's a good football player, and he's a really good dude to you know learn from too. And you know, um, he's the thing with him is he knows everything in and out with football plays where to go coverages so it's just really good to learn behind him and sit behind him too yeah no i completely agree uh ryan bart's great great overall he's really like took us under his wing and uh but i also uh i say also john maldonado wide receiver he you know he's captain you know he always rallies behind us you know don't make the best throw oh, don't worry about it. you got the next one in you all that you know just overall motivating us making us better and all yeah, I was going to say John Maldonado, too. Just the leadership he has on the field, and he wants all his guys to succeed. He's real humble. He's not really boastful or anything, so he's a cool dude. Yeah, I like John a lot. What was your biggest surprise when you first got to, to campus and started playing for the team, your first practice? Anything that stood out and that you thought to yourself, like, oh, my goodness, this is like the, the speed of the game, anything like that? Um, my biggest surprise were how long the days were in the summer. I knew that it, it was going to be, uh, like, long days, but it was, like, a surprise for me how long they were, like, realistically. And um, But we got used to them, and, you know, we'll be ready for them next year, too. But Yeah, no, the days were long, but also, as Coach Corsi said, you know, we're just like a football player in the off or NFL player in the offseason. You know, it was kind of cool just doing our own thing. Kind of, We were, like, the only ones on campus at the time, too. So you're just going out and doing our own thing. And, you know, it was really cool overall. And uh, camp was long, but uh, we had a good time, got together, you know. That's where we uh, made our little friendship. And, yeah. There you go. Nate, how about for you? Um, I was going to say that, like, all of the dudes are guys from their high school. So you're playing up against, like, real competition. Every rep you're facing good people. So it's a lot different than high school because high school you would see some – guys were good that were going to go to the next level some weren't but right now it's just all the guys are good so you're going up against good competition that's a great point you're seeing the the, the best in a lot of cases from other high school programs is is there anybody on the team that you had competed against that now is one of your teammates uh yeah for me um one of them was uh luke O'Hay. he's okay. uh he's a running back from raritan i played him my junior year and uh, he actually ran all over us, too, so <laughs> that's how I know him. <laughs> how about for you guys? I mean, yeah, I'm from North Jersey, and this is – I don't – there's not a lot of North Jersey guys that uh, go to Rowan, but I know uh, Steve Simonetti, he went to the Wayne Valley right across right across the road, and uh, I remember going against him, and that's about it, really. Everyone else is kind of from South Jersey. Yeah, one guy that I played against was Brian Gerber, He's a offensive lineman from Shawnee, and we had a big rivalry. We played them in the semifinals, and so, yeah, I got to know him a little bit. I didn't know him before Rowan, so it was pretty cool talking to him about the games and seeing his point of view and everything. So this is your first homecoming as a prof. What, any expectations? What have they told you about what kind of weekend you're in store for? Um, well, they said that it's, well, like Coach Acorsi has been saying, it's like the most... Um, uh, like eventful weekend yeah. on campus, so I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like because I've never seen it before. So, yeah, no, it sounds like it's going to be a great time, great game, great atmosphere all around.
Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm ready to see how big the crowd is because every home game we've had a big crowd. So if it gets bigger than that, I'm gonna be surprised. It it, it could be it. They find a way. Homecoming. <laughs> they find a way. There's a lot of extracurriculars going on, so it, it should be a, a packed house coming up on Saturday. Uh, I want to ask you about the TCNJ game and what it, <laughs> and what it was like watching that from your perspective and all the ups and downs and highs and lows of that game. Yeah, well, I've actually never been a part of a game that has been that crazy with the blocked, uh, the blocked extra points, the blocked field goals, the onside kick, the kick to win the game. I've been a part of crazy games, but nothing that has so many events like that in it. And it was great to be a part of it, rushing the field. You know, that really brought the team together in a moment like that, so it felt good. Yeah, no, that, that was just crazy overall, just the sequence of events leading up to the game-winning field goal, no time left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was just overall great feeling, you know, great conference win, really what we needed, stay on track to win the NJAC. Overall, just, yeah, great atmosphere, really good for the team, team around, all that. Yeah, even on the sideline, my heart was racing just <laughs> because of how many things went on. But, yeah, it was a good good outcome for the game and good team win. Well, especially since, you know, you, you guys are around it. You know how much time the coaches and the players invest into this. And when you're able to get a win like that, that's got to be super gratifying for everybody involved. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So as, as you get ready here for the second half of the season, Give me an idea of what you expect. Do you feel you have the feet are a little wetter? You're a little bit more comfortable in the program as you get set for the second half of the stretch drive? Yeah, um, I definitely feel more comfortable, you know, going to practice and everything. And, you know, hopefully that the team can just, we could stay on track and try and win the NJAC, you know, game by game, play by play. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're, we're, our job really is a uh, work scout team, and our job is really just to give the best looks possible for our defense, make sure they're ready for the upcoming game, and that's just the way to get a win. Yeah, I was going to say the scout team is like the biggest part right now for our development and stuff because we go through our progressions just like we would in a regular game, and that's the way we get better through scout team, and then we effectively get the defense better too. So one of the things we've talked about this season is that there have been so many different styles of offense that this defense has seen this year. You have spread, we've seen triple options, we've seen some other stuff. From your perspective as scout team, how difficult has it been to play that role? Or is it something that you have some experience based off of the offense you ran in high school? Yeah, well, I mean, like, when we had to get ready for Springfield, when we had to do scout for Springfield, they run the option. So it was kind of hard doing that because we've never really ran that in high school or anything. So, I mean, we got used to it, though. Like, Coach Dawkins prepares us for running the scout because we have to give the defense a good look for them to be prepared for the game. So... But, I mean, it's going to be tough, but it's really just, like, us giving them the best look that we could possibly give them. Yeah, I just got to say, I hate the triple option offense. <laughs> Run, running that was not fun. I, I didn't like that one bit. But uh, You get hit a lot, I would yeah. imagine. That, that can't but, be cool. Uh, it's, uh, I like the spread. Like, some offenses, you know, they run the spread. It's, like, somewhat similar to our playbook, so we're just getting our work in there. Nate, how about for you? Yeah, the spread is a lot more comfortable on scout team just because you kind of know what you're doing. But the triple option, you had to go under center. Uh, we had to work on under center snaps a lot before practices just to get the defense right. And, yeah, the triple option was rough. <laughs> well, gentlemen, continued success to all three of you. We look forward to seeing you and your development with the Rowan University football program. 
Noah Brunati, Nate Robbins, and Joey Rena. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. When we come back, we'll talk about the Kane Cougars, homecoming, the NJAC scoreboard, and much, much more right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. to Rowan Radio on 89.7 WGLS-FM, but why stop there? Take us anywhere by listening to rowanradio.com. Plus, you can find us on social media. Follow us at Rowan Radio on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like us on Facebook. Take part in our Instagram polls and let us know what's on your mind and the songs you want to hear. Enter to win special giveaways and check out what's behind the scenes of your favorite shows, Rowan Radio, on air and on your phone. Visit rowanradio.com to find out more. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by the GRASP Coalition, an initiative of the Southwest Council. The GRASP Coalition is dedicated to preventing the abuse of addictive substances through strategic community partnerships. The GRASP Coalition is currently looking for passionate collaborators to join their prevention efforts. For more information on the GRASP Coalition, future community coalition meetings, or the Southwest Council, the website is southwestcouncil.org backslash our-coalitionsdiscover. The Southwest Council is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio. Join Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and the musicians of the College of Performing Arts every Sunday at noon as we present the Rowan University Concert Series. Each performance was recorded live at our very own Flieger Concert Hall and showcases Rowan's top talent in classical and jazz music. Spend your weekend with the arts. That's the Rowan University Concert Series every Sunday at noon, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is JT Plasteris, and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Derek Jones and the head coach of Pross Football, Jay Accorsi. And coach, three quarterbacks right there who certainly could very well be a big part of the, the future of the Rowan football program. Yes, and, and again, uh, you know, it's been uh, – I had to think back, and I can't remember when we've had three freshmen come in um, all together um, and gel so well together. You know, see them kind of compete and eye each other up when camp starts. Yeah. <laughs> and then see them kind of form this friendship. Um, you know, e- each room is important in the positional groups. The quarterback group, probably the most important just because the the position. Um, all three, uh, you know, have done a great job, have a bright future, however it all pans out. Again, obviously an integral part of the team, the quarterback they're learning from two players in Mike Husney and Ryan Bartz of how to do it the right way and work hard. Um, you know, Leon Harris, our quarterback coach, and, and Pat Lincetta, the offensive coordinator, and the offensive coaches. Um, and, again, you heard it from them. It, it's hard. You know, you go from being the guy to just being one of the guys, and, and that's difficult. Um, but they've all handled it well. They all work really hard, you know, and – you know, they talk about scout team. People are probably like, what's scout team? Well, scout team is where you simulate the other team's yes. offense and defense. So these guys are getting hit by our defensive players every day in practice trying to run a scheme with young offensive players that 
don't really know the scheme and what they're doing. So they're getting whacked every day mm-hmm. by the, the defensive players. And, I, you know, that's hard, you know, when you have to put your ego aside and you have to understand your role. And all three have done a great job. Each one's different in his own right. You know, we weren't sure if we were going to have two or three, but we knew we needed a couple. Last year, we survived with two quarterbacks. Um, One returner decided not to come in camp, and the one freshman a couple of days in camp. So we knew it was critical for the development of our program to bring in three quality quarterbacks. We were upfront, open, and honest with all three when we got all three, so they knew the situation they were coming in. What I like is neither blinked, neither balked. They jumped right in, and you see them do that in practice. So it's going to be interesting to see their development down the road. They're all different in their own right, which is what you'd want. Um, Come from three different programs, which is different. Um, But the one key ingredient is they're all competitors. When you see them, even in scout, you see them getting frustrated when they get hit or you know, maybe the offensive line doesn't really know what scheme they're doing or the receivers aren't looking and they throw it. They're all very competitive, which is what really attracted us to all three. So, um, again, it's important for them to do these things, you know, and understand the tradition and, and, and understand the challenges that first year. And um, all three are doing a great job. And it, to their credit, they, they spoke very highly of Mike Husney and Ryan Barge, yeah, which is and again, pretty cool yeah, to, to yeah, see. You know, and again, you know, you want to compete, you, you want to push, but you have to understand your role. I think we did a good job of telling all three, listen, we don't need you to play this year. If you're playing right away this year, then something's wrong. We need a chance for you to come in, learn, grow, understand your role. Um, they do a great job. They signal the plays in, if you haven't noticed during games. They have to know the offense inside and out. They're learning from two great young men in, in Huzz and, and Bartz. And, again, their time will come. It has to see where it all fits in. All really good students. All were really attracted to Rowan because of our acad- academic reputation. Um, all seem to be doing really well. Um, and, again, I'm interested to see where it all pans out and where it goes. But um, three really good, hard-working young men that we're really excited about. So the props will take the quarterbacks this weekend and get set for Kane University as a part of homecoming. Before we talk about that game in particular, Kane coming off of a loss on Saturday, 24-13, to Christopher Newport University. In a game where, you know, they started out slow, Kane down 14-3 after one and just kind of struggled to to get back into it. Yeah, and again, that, you know, they, they struggled early on against Montclair, came back and won. They struggled, obviously, against a good CNU team. Came back a little bit, but not enough. Um, you know, they're a good NJAC team. That's all I can say. Um, you know, Danny Garrett, their their coach, played at Montclair. I remember him as a player. Um, he's back working with the defense. Their defense is always really good. Um, and they find a way offensively to score some points and do some things. So it's another huge challenge for us. They're a good football team. You know, you, you mentioned Dan Garrett and that, that Montclair State background. It always seems like those defenses, you look at, regardless of what ha- what's happening on the other side of the football, it's 10, 14, 15, 16, 17 points that they're allowing. 
during the the course of a, of a week to week. You don't see a lot of sway from that. No, and that's what you know. Danny's done. Dan's done a really great job with their program. Um, you know, kept it competitive. Again, because there was a time there where Kane was flipping coaches for a while, like William Patterson, and you just hate to see that. And Dan came right in, and right from the beginning, was able to really solidify them as a strong program. And he was a great defensive player, and he's a great coach, and their defense is going to be prepared. And they will take on a props team now with their fourth win of the season. Montclair State, meanwhile, who the props will see later on this year, losing to TCNJ 18-15. to we, we talked about the, the kind of the low-scoring yeah. output of teams going against Montclair State and Kane. There you go right there, but TCNJ getting the edge. Yeah, and again, um, you know, it's kind of been a, a year of the defense in the conference. Um, you know, each team, you know, and where do you see that in football? You right. don't. You see these 40 to 50 games, 50, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, right? Like 50 to yeah. 60 and 40 to 50, and you're like, wow. The conference has always had really good defense. Um, are we down a little bit offensively? Probably. But, again, it's it's just a tough conference. You know, the, the Big Ten always had that, um, you know, reputation of being great defenses and opportunistic offenses. That's kind of what the NJAC has been for a long time, but is definitely right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's just hard week in and week out. It really is. No doubt as the profs will certainly take their swing at both Kane and Montclair State coming up here over the next coming weeks. Taking a look at the action coming up this Saturday. Of course, we know Kane versus Rowan. William Patterson will take on Christopher Newport. Mm-hmm. And Salisbury back to it against TCNJ. Yeah, again, you know, interested to see how it shakes out. We're all kind of very similar. Um, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see down the second half of conference play, really, and especially for us, where we go with it. You know, everybody's, you know, kind of still in the picture a little bit. So, obviously, Salisbury's pulling away, you know, a little bit, but, you know, not like they have in the past. So, um, you know, the hope is that we can continue what we're doing to put ourselves on the uh, in the right direction and headed the right way. Coach alluded to conference standings right there. Salisbury and Kane, or excuse me, Salisbury and Christopher Newport, the only unbeaten teams in the league so far, 2-0, and but the props right there nipping at their collective heels, a 2-1 and mark, and then TCNJ 1-1, William Patterson and Kane at 1-2. and Montclair State has not won a game yet, but it seems like they're in, yeah, they're I mean, in almost yeah, every I mean, game. Montclair's Montclair, so yeah. it, you know, it, you just you just don't don't know. I mean, it's that close from top to bottom and competitive, and that's what you'd want in a conference. Kane offensively, as you see them to get ready for Saturday, what stands out to you about what they do? You know, they're they're opportunistic. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Their quarterback is solid. They have a good run game. Um, they've had a couple of guys hurt and injured, um, but they always pose that threat again when you play a stifling defense. As long as you you know conjure up some points offensively somehow some way, they remind me a lot of William Patterson. They're dynamic in the return game and special teams. They got a really solid defense, and their quarterback and offense can hurt you running and throwing a little bit. So um, you know again, that's how they play, and we need to be prepared for it. So Kane, as as they as you see them um, over the years, they I think you. you address that perfectly because they haven't had a lot of game breakers but they don't give you a lot of leeway to just say okay 
here's a couple turnovers, you know, and it's 21 nothing. Yeah. Those games typically haven't been that way. Yeah, I mean, they're always in the game because they play great defense, and I think that comes from Dan and, and his background, and no different from the team this year. Um, and, again, we need to be prepared for another gritty and jack contest um, and be prepared to, to, to really perform. So the Profs will take on the Kane Cougars coming up this Saturday at 2 p.m. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time for a couple of homecoming-related uh -oh. fan questions uh -oh. of the week. As we get you set for Profs and Cougars coming up on Saturday, this is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. We're here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. <laughs> RowanRadio.com? What's this? A full program and sports schedule for WGLS so you never miss your favorite shows? Station archives to see the history of Rowan Radio? A virtual tour of the station? They even have podcasts, too! Oh, and you can listen online! Ooh, I love this song! Go to RowanRadio.com for more Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. If I could be you... And you could be me... For just one hour. If you could find a way... To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk, Walk a mile, mile in, in my, my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Inspira Health. Getting sick is never convenient, especially while you're juggling a full course load, a job, an internship, or all three. The My Inspira app allows you to access care at home, between classes, or on the go. Services include consulting board-certified doctors by phone or video chat to get a quick diagnosis and treatment for non-emergency medical issues from acne to the flu. You can see a doctor immediately or select a time for your virtual visit that works for you and your schedule. You can download the My Inspira app to get started today. Inspira Health is a proud supporter of the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is Michael Mascioli, and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Back here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, Derek Jones and Jay Accorsi with you this evening from Italian Affair in Glassboro. We head down the home stretch of the radio program, and let's get to the fan uh -oh. questions of the uh -oh. week. How many we got? We have two. Oh. Two fan questions. Neither are from Juan, by the way. Really? Um, yeah. Where's Juan? Juan's on he, a bye he, week this week. He must be getting prepared for homecoming. Yes, could could very well be He's getting He's packing ready. up the car for homecoming. Yes, could be, could be yeah. getting set for homecoming. Our first question is not to be confused with the alley back in the studio, but okay. Allie from Swedesboro wants okay. to know, what is your favorite homecoming memory as either a coach, when you played, whatever? Um, man, there's there's so many. We've always played, you know, really well at homecoming. Um, I think it had to be way back. I forget the years, but I think it was CW Post, the Division II program. Tariq Grace took the second half kickoff all the way for like 100-and-something yards and really propelled us to a great victory. Um, it's funny, the return game I think of. So I want to 
I can't remember if it was TCNJ or Post again, but I think it was Homecoming. Um, Shannon Green, great return, wide receiver. I think he scored three times in a row. I think he took like a the, the jailbreak screen they talk about and scored. I think we stopped him. He took a punt return and scored. And then I think we stopped him again, and he took another, I, th- I want to say, like three scores right in a row. Um, really dynamic player, but um, those are ones that, that just stick out. But we've always played really well on homecoming with some, some really great games over the years. That leads us to our next question from Andy. Andy. From yeah. Collingswood. Ooh, a little farther out. Yes, Rowan alum. Oh, okay. Rowan alum from 2006. Okay. Wants to know, how is scheduling done for homecoming games? How do you decide the homecoming opponent, or is that something that is even figured out? And that's an interesting question because you try to figure out. So what you try to do is figure out all the events around the home game. So I'll kind of roundabout answer it. Usually we want to try to do the firework or Friday Night Lights game early in the year. Um, and you want an opponent that can do it on a Friday night or Saturday night. Um, usually parents weekend or family weekend is usually a couple weekends before homecoming. Right. So you always try to have a home game around that date. And then homecoming is usually towards the latter part of the season. And, and again, it's usually probably an NJAC school because you got to play at 2 o'clock instead of 1 so again, the the, the schedule kind of slides into place between, you know, the Friday night game or the fireworks game, a family weekend, which is always a couple weekends before homecoming, and then homecoming, um, and that's kind of how those three games kind of fall into place. And then, obviously, the you know, Veterans Day ends up being our Friday night game, which we honor. That's which is awesome. Which is usually around the last home game, which this year just happened to switch it from Saturday to Friday, which is Veterans Day, which yep. is very fitting. So, again, it's it's interesting how it all fits into place, but all the games kind of collectively go, and you try to work with the administration um, to make sure those weekends all kind of fall into place with what the administration and the school wants to do as well. And I remember over the years, you know, people people have this, this connotation of homecoming. And, and you get a patsy. Yeah, yeah that's, an easy that, game, that's, right? That's correct, and there were a few years where that was not the case. <laughs> yeah, no. had ranked Wesley and, yeah. and Salisbury. Salisbury, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you try to do that, but there are no easy games anymore. And, and again, you just got to kind of go with the calendar of what the school tries to do. So, um, you know, and again, these schedules are done two, three, four years out. So there's a lot of movement. And, again, next year we take in the Centennial Challenge. Right. So there's three Centennial schools. The nice part is most of those are day trips. So it won't interfere with maybe doing a Friday Night Lights or a family weekend or homecoming. So, again, it's all juggling those events. But it's done, you know, two, three, four years out in advance, um, you know, which makes it challenging. Uh, what about the other way? Because going on the road and having to deal with other teams' homecoming setups, has that – Proved to be a challenge at all in any point? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we're not picked for most homecomings. So <laughs> I, I, I guess that's because they're trying to get easier games. So it hasn't happened a lot to us. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say. It I don't doesn't remember. happen yeah, a lot, yeah. but it does. Mm-hmm. And you just need to be prepared for it. There's, you know, there's just so much around homecoming and the travel arrangements and where you are in the event. Um, but again, I think...
we're not usually just because of how the schedule falls um, for the most part, but it's happened over the years, and it, it's challenging. It, it poses a lot of situations about the bus getting in there and you getting in the locker rooms and tents and events and things going on. This Saturday is going to be challenging with all the different locations and all the different groups, you know, because we're coming back from COVID still and all the different things going on, which is awesome. You know, it's a matter of maneuvering through all those different challenges. Um, again, not only for you and your coaching staff, but for the players, but even more importantly, the players' families, you know, to make sure they can do the things they like to do around our home games, which is important. And that's, that's such a, a crucial part of, of really the, the weekend. Yeah, you know, and, they, and again, help, you know, the cheerleader group, it looks like they get a big tailgate. So we, I tried to make sure they were included in events with different tents and locations moving in different parking lots on campus. Um, so, again, it's always a dynamic change. You just want to try to include everybody um, so that they have their own part in it. Uh, and, again, next year there will be a marching band. Yeah. So been in some meetings helping the new director, and I'm hoping to get that person on the show at some point. That's just so exciting uh, about now another um, event surrounding the games and a marching band. Like, you know, if you've been down south, yeah, you know, it's Christopher Newport. Right, That's exactly. awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited about that happening and, and starting right now for the planning for next year. So hoping to, to get that person in to talk a little bit about what they're doing, which I think is so critical. But, again, all the things revolving around the game, which is great for our players. It will be a, an electric atmosphere oh, huge, on, huge on crowd. Saturday. Yeah, huge Absolutely. crowd. Yep. B- biggest of the year in all likelihood for the profs because, as Coach said earlier, that's the biggest biggest event of the year on campus. Yeah, and, year. you know, our, our largest freshman class in the last several years, everybody coming back from COVID, everybody wants to get out and be involved. We've had tremendous crowds. We really have. And, again, we don't appreciate it until we go up to William Patterson and look around and are like, what is this, you know? And But we're spoiled, and we're very, very fortunate and lucky to have the following we do here. And it's not just the students and families. It's the local town, the community, everybody involved. You know, it, it all just makes for an awesome experience, and it's only going to get better. Kickoff at 2 on Saturday. Coverage begins on 89.7 at 1. Prosh pregame at 1.30 from Coach Richard Wacker Stadium. Special programming note. No show next Thursday. We will be back with you next week. We'll have further details. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. But we will be back with you uh, next week, but not next Thursday, from Italian Affair right here in Glassboro. But, Coach, Kane coming up, and best of luck to you and the props against the Cougars. Yeah, we've, we've had a great run the last couple of weeks, and, again, it's going to be another great challenge for us. You know, we just got to keep getting the offense going. The defense is coming around, playing really well. Um, you know, the offense, we just got to get just a little bit more consistent and get some more points somehow to make it a little bit easier to breathe. Um, but, again, it's NJAC play. It's Kane. There's no need to say anymore. It'll be a great environment, great atmosphere, and we just need to keep pressing to put ourselves in the right direction for what we want to try to do. And it should be a great game and a great event. It's going to be beautiful weather. Come on out and and tailgate and hang out under one of the tents and eat some food and have some beverages of your choice and root on your profs in what should be another great environment. That will do it for tonight's Ruin University Football Coaches Show. Special thanks back to the studio and Ali Pontano for guiding us along. 
We will join you once again next week for Jay Accorsi. I'm Derek Jones saying so long. And that'll do it from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Have a good night, everybody.